The Clixie Podcast with Tim Flagg. Insight, opinion and advice from the leading practitioners in digital marketing and e-commerce. There's no question that, things, that technologies like AI are going to be very important for the future of, our, of mankind, really. This is the Clixie Podcast. I'm going to be speaking to Martin Talks and getting the lowdown on what marketers need to know about artificial intelligence. But before we get started, a quick word about the report. What do you think of when you hear the term artificial intelligence? The term sounds more science fiction than marketing fact, yet it's starting to be used by both large and small companies around the world to enhance all areas of marketing. It's a powerful technology and it's available for marketers now. Do you need to get up to speed? Then download the Marketer's Guide to Artificial Intelligence, written by Martin Talks and published by ClickZee. In the report, you'll learn what the major implications of artificial intelligence are for marketers and how the developments in technology over the next few years will impact on all areas of your business. The report demystifies AI and you will get insights into industry best practices and learn how you can start to use it in your marketing right away. Download the full report now at clickc.com forward slash artificial intelligence. So welcome to the ClickSee podcast. I'm excited today to be joined by Martin Talks. Martin is a business innovation and transformation expert for the digital age. He helps entrepreneurs and leading business people gain momentum and to realize their remarkable potential. He regularly speaks at events, runs workshops, provides consultancy, mentoring and inspiration to businesses. And I know that one of the areas he specializes in is artificial intelligence and how that can be applied to marketing. Martin is also a regular contributor to ClickSee, Squared Online, and the Academy of Digital Business Leaders. So, Martin, welcome to the ClickSee podcast. Thank you very much. Looking forward to hearing your insights on all things artificial intelligence. Yeah, I, I do assure you I am not a robot. <laughs> oh, that's great, yeah. It'll take a, a little bit of time for us to get a, a robot to be quite as intelligent as you, Martin. So. You're too kind. <laughs> well, we, ha- we haven't done the podcast yeah, yeah, yet. We'll have to see the end, I think, as well. <laughs> Um, so just to kick off, Martin, it'd be really interesting just to um, get a little bit of um, background on you, um, who you are um, and, and what you do and, and sort of a little bit of your marketing story. Sure. Um, well, uh, to be honest, I've done a variety of things in my career, everything from being a mergers and acquisitions lawyer to venture capital to uh, I, part of a team that listed a shares information service online an online shares information service on the stock exchange back in the first dot-com boom uh, and then i set up a marketing agency called blue barracuda which i eventually sold to one of the big groups and went on to be their global digital lead and then since then i've really been uh, indulging my interest in the collisions that happen between people and technology and how one can make those uh, positive collisions and not negative ones and what was it that interested you first in technology and when did you start getting involved in technology? Well, uh, yeah, it probably was particularly around uh, the area of where uh, shares information because you're dealing with vast amounts of data and trying to make sense of that data in a way that people can quickly understand and make decisions on. So that was probably the big moment, if you like, uh, because we were one of the first companies to be providing real-time stock data to private investors so you could actually watch your uh, share investment like a graph tick across the screen in live format, which, you know, not sure it's good for everyone's heart, but <laughs> it was uh, it was uh, very much something where, you know, data visualization and those sort of skills were required. And was that something which then um, was quite early technology? Was that um, sort of pre-dot-com boom that you were starting to get involved in in using this uh, this technology in this way? Probably the first, I mean, the first 
uh, my first involvement was building very rudimentary websites, which probably were before the dot-com boom. But by the time I got involved in, in the shares information company called ADVFN, it was very much dot-com boom time. So, uh, I mean, that was really what helped it grow because everyone was trying to invest in dot-com stock and make their fortunes, yeah. uh, you know, make their fortune while they're eating their sandwich at lunch. So uh, it was it was yeah, exciting remember, time. Yeah. So I wanted to be part of that. Uh, and 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 hence got involved with that that company. And, and were you using some AI in that project? Yeah, I mean, artificial intelligence, is, as we're going to come on to discuss, no doubt, is on a quite a spectrum. This was very much probably a, earlier sort of machine learning days, rather than anything uh, as grand as one could call artificial intelligence. So that was because of going back a little bit into w- how you started off in in your career. And what have you been doing recently? What sort of projects are you working on these days? You, you mentioned this sort of collision of digital and technology and business. Can you expand upon that a little bit? And tell us what you're working on sure yeah i'm involved in a whole series of projects to be honest uh, uh people used to talk about it was good to be t-shaped didn't they you know you had a special drill yeah. down speciality but had an understanding across the top and then uh then they talked about pie shaped where you had you know possibly had to have two areas of speciality but i'm definitely i, I think i'm still a bit pie shaped after christmas to be honest so yeah <laughs> Uh, well, I, I think I'm comb-shaped at the moment. I think I've got, you know, I've got lots of areas of interest, but they all are part of this theme uh, that you mentioned, the collision between technology and people. So I'm w- doing a fair amount of work in healthcare sector. Uh, uh, this is an area where uh, things like artificial intelligence, but other technologies such as wearable tech, Internet of Things, are, are going to make a huge impact and already beginning to. Uh, the financial sector as well, you've got services like robo-advisory services, where people can rely on uh, uh, AI to place their investments. Uh, and indeed, uh, agencies themselves, you know, how do they adapt to this age where uh, increasingly one has to market to the algorithm rather than to the individual? So th- these are all themes that I'm involved with, uh, as well as, as you mentioned earlier, uh, leading some courses uh, on that for people like Google on digital trends, for instance. And when you mention these companies that you're working with, do they actually know what they're after when they engage with you, when they come to you? Or is it is it, it's just something they, they sort of say, help, we, we know we need to get into this space, can you give us some direction? Yeah, um, there's a huge difference in level of understanding of some of these technologies. Uh, so one of the first things I tend to get involved with is getting everyone on the same page, the same sort of baseline level of understanding of the language of some of this new technology uh, so that everyone can sort of talk about it in a way that everyone can understand so I think there is a need to get everyone up to a certain level of understanding around these these technologies and themes because for a lot of people they're still a bit uh, 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 unknown areas um, but for, for others they're definitely beginning to formulate strategies about how these technologies can be uh, adopted into their businesses. Now Artificial intelligence is one of those words that's been kicking around for a while. You've seen it popularized in Hollywood movies and, you know, there's been things like Ex Machina um, yeah. on quite recently where yeah. they, they kind of show this kind of futuristic, quite dystopian view of what AI is. Um, so you've got that um, a, a sort of extreme of the spectrum. And at the other end, you've got some, um, some very basic machine learning happening on things like Facebook, even in their yeah. advertising um, platform. Um, what do you think is the general understanding of AI? At, well, I suppose let's start with a definition. What would you define AI as? And then how? Um, what stage do you think we're at with AI at the moment in, 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 a, in the world? The classic definition of artificial intelligence uh, if one likes, well, one, one classic definition by the person who originally coined the expression back in the 1950s, a guy called, a computer scientist called John McCarthy, he defined AI as the science and engineering of making intelligent things. 
so pretty broad, really, because what are intelligent things? And it raises quite yeah. a few questions as well as tries to answer them. But um, you're absolutely right. You know, as soon as you mention artificial intelligence, people say words like scary. <laughs> and they think of uh, uh, the Terminator coming through the, the door or Ex Machina, fantastic film, by the way. Uh, but um, also, yes, a dystopian view, as you say, or, say, or humans. Uh, you know, the, uh, the yes. media has really latched on to the... Um, potential scary implications of human style intelligence uh but as you say uh, artificial intelligence is on a spectrum so you have the more task orientated ai which is sometimes called narrow or weak ai which uh weak i think is a bit of an unfair term by the way but this is more machine learning style so this is the sort of thing you have with siri on your phone uh that when you do a search on google it's already using those sort of machine learning techniques to deliver uh results so, uh, yeah, there's, this is the much more broadly adopted AI. Actually, the human-style intelligence AI, uh, which is often called general or strong AI, that actually, you know, we're, we're a long way off getting anything like human intelligence. I mean, the human brain is the most complex organism we've yet discovered in the universe, uh, and we're some way off replicating that. <laughs> so uh, yeah. when we talk about AI, it's important to ground people in the understanding that it's for, 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 for some time yet, uh, AI is going to mean this more task-orientated, uh, narrow uh, application of machine intelligence. Uh, but that can do incredible things. Yeah, and I think that's that's a, a really good point. I mean, you know, scientists are trying to build the equivalent of a brain of a fly or a worm, and that's you know using virtually all our existing um, resources, computer resources, to be able to kind of get to that level of sophistication. But to be able to kind of even get to the level of part of the human brain is just beyond our current scope. Oh yeah. Um, it it sounds like you know the areas which are more developed, which are going to be more relevant to us to discuss today mm. within marketing, are the sort of the weaker sides it doesn't make them sound great but i think still think they're very exciting in terms of what they can do and we're going to you know dive into what those are uh, in a minute but um just looking back a little bit over the, the last couple of years do you think there's been much growth has, has have you seen major changes in the way that um companies have been investing either new startups getting into the ai space or even bigger brands who are um interested in finding out how to use ai well certainly the the big brands you know the uh the big, the big, the big, the big boys: Facebook, Apple, Google, Microsoft, Amazon. They're all investing very heavily in the area, uh, and particularly around the areas of um, artificial um, assistance. You know, the, the, the likes of Siri. So, Facebook's got something called M. There's Google now. Microsoft's got Cortana, and it, it, yeah. Amazon's getting in the on the, in the, on the act with Echo. So, they're all investing large amounts of money in it and placing big bets on it. Uh, but there, as you say, there are quite a lot of interesting technologies emerging as well um, that are providing specific areas of expertise um, where where AI can be applied. I would say um, we we are using all of us are using AI more than we realise. It's already in our lives, so this isn't something that is yet to come. It's already beginning to be applied. It just hasn't you know hasn't perhaps. Uh, raised awareness with us yet and it's not equally distributed to partially quote William Gibson uh, you know, yeah. it, 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 it's um, I think it, it, it's already there and we're already using it but I think a lot of brands uh, are sort of 
And I think a lot of people are sort of lulled into this idea that it's all about this sort of big step forward in human ro human sentient robots. But actually, I think what, what they need to realise is there's an awful lot they can do with it right now. Yeah, I think um, the challenge is being able to find ways of making it investable, I suppose, for want of a better phrase, because there's lots of applications which are coming through from uh, from companies saying, well, perhaps we could use machine learning in this scenario. Perhaps we could use machine learning and, and you know, to, to as a solution for this problem but looking back to 16 years to the dot-com crisis the idea um, the problem then was that a lot of people came up with these great ideas but the technology couldn't actually deliver and i'm wondering in in some senses do you think we have a similar challenge now in that ai has kind of become this big thing again and people are saying oh great we could use it for this this and this but actually will their business case stack up and will they be able to get the investment and can the technology actually deliver well uh, it's a good point because I think AI, during its history, say from from let's say from the 1950s, has suffered from this boom and bust approach. There's a huge over hype about what it can deliver, and then of course there's a realization that it's a bit more difficult than that, and it doesn't quite deliver on it. So there's money in the uh, in AI, and then there's less money in AI. So it's been a bit of a boom and bust time. And if you look at the Gartner hype cycle uh, in its current iteration. There are certain elements of things like machine learning that are, are, are supposedly entering the trough of disillusionment, as it rather <laughs> rather uh, scarily calls it. But um, uh, so so there is there is a danger that, that, that there's an over overinflated expectation. I think this and this, is, as I say, is part of the part of the issue that um, there are narrow applications that are still incredibly powerful for businesses and people, and those are the ones really to look for rather than some um, you know. Uh, entire replacement of your workforce with robots. Um, and just going back a little bit, when did you first get involved in artificial intelligence? Was it something, yeah, a conscious decision you decided to to get involved with, or was it something you just found that your the businesses you were working with were um, sort of requiring you to find out more about it? Well, it was certainly it's certainly been part of what one of the trends really that have. Uh, applied to um, digital marketing for instance and when I was running a digital marketing agency um, then a lot of changes happened while while I was doing that but one of them was this uh, introduction of things like programmatic uh, media planning buying and that was an area we were involved with in terms of buying planning and buying display media for instance and it became such a complex area requiring uh, such a lot of detail to be on it at all times to make the most of people's marketing budgets that techniques such as machine learning and programmatic buying require this sort of technology it's because it, you're dealing with such big data sets and uh, such large numbers of websites for instance there there isn't really any other way to do it so and that's really how i began to get involved with it initially and since then you know it's it's sort of been growing but it's also sort of quite a lot of misunderstandings about it as well so uh, hence with this report that uh, is coming out on uh, artificial intelligence um that that i've been involved in writing that um i'm hoping to demystify some of that by now, I'm sure you agree that artificial intelligence is a fascinating subject. Stay tuned for the second half of the podcast where Martin shares more detailed insights into how marketers are using AI within their businesses. If you really want to get the lowdown on AI, then download the full ClickSee report, A Marketer's Guide to Artificial Intelligence, by going to clickc.com forward slash artificial intelligence. Written by Martin, this report demystifies artificial intelligence and shares practical ways that you can start to use AI in your business. You'll learn best practice, 
Hear the latest case studies and discover how to start building AI into your own marketing strategy. Download the full report now at clickz.com forward slash artificial intelligence. So Martin, you mentioned before the William Gibson quote, which I love, which is the future is here. It's just not equally distributed. And I think that's a very apt phrase for artificial intelligence, because there's clearly, as you mentioned, a lot of companies who are investing quite a bit of money in trying to figure out the way to use AI in their business. But now I'd like to zoom in a little bit and say, how does that relate to marketing specifically? Because our audience is marketers, they're, they're sort of people who are running marketing teams, running marketing campaigns, and they're probably wondering, well, what what is the practical application of AI? What are the things that I need to be worrying about? Could you help us shed some light on how AI might fit into their, their job roles? Well, uh, in a number of ways. I mean, marketers are increasingly concerned with uh, big data, for instance. I know big data is one of those terms bandied around and uh, not always fully understood <laughs> or or applied. Is that is that famous Dan Ariely quote, isn't it? <laughs> Do you know that one? Uh, which is... Uh, uh, everyone talks about big data. Big data is like teenage sex. Everyone talks about it. No one really knows how to do it. So everyone claims they're doing it, even though they're not or whatever. It's something like that anyway. <laughs> uh, and I think there is, there's still that truth uh, uh, about big data. But um, And part of that, though, is the fact that there hasn't necessarily been the capabilities, the technology capabilities to deal with all the data that we are, all, all customers are giving off in all sorts of ways these days, whether from website usage, from wearable tech, from uh, every interaction they have in store or out of store, for instance. Um, and uh, artificial intelligence provides a way of being able to deal with that volume of data. Uh, and I think uh, that's an area that marketers can get a lot of benefit from because it will then deliver insights from the data uh, that they will be able to then uh, apply creativity to in a way that will hopefully meet the needs of their particular customers. So I'm trying to think if I was a campaign manager um, mm. and I've got all this data coming in and, you know, I, kind of, I, I know exactly what you mean. You've got all the data coming in from analytics. You've got data coming in from your, uh, so your sales system. You've got data coming in from probably three or four different marketing platforms as well. So there's a lot of data coming in. That's just the, within the marketing area, but there's the whole business, there's lots of data. What specifically can you do with that data and, and it, how does AI fit into the practical mm. ways you, you deal with it? Well, I think uh, obviously uh, creating one's own AI is uh, probably beyond the knowledge or means of quite a few companies. But there's a lot of artificial intelligence as a service products. So you can plug into existing technologies that will enable you to get insight out of your data. So products uh, such as this one called Ellipse by um company called Thoughtly that allows you to visualize large amounts of data. So uh, it makes sense really of that and provides some sort of visual tools to enable people to understand it. Uh, another one called Quill that you can plug into say your even your Google Analytics and it can produce um, sort of intelligent narratives to describe what that data actually means. So you don't have to pour through all that data. It actually just produces your report in reasonable English to uh, talk about it. Uh, there, wow. there are there, yeah, and there are tools to help you um, manage even your social media to make sense of all those interactions and so you can maximize the, your reach and engagement and filter out people who, who uh, uh, you, you need to filter out and just concentrate on those you need to focus on. So there are various tools that say you can plug your data sets into that then will spit out interesting insights that then as marketers you can, uh, you can exploit. 
that's fantastic. I really like the idea of that. Was it Quill you mentioned? We actually yeah. does the writing for you. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know how yeah. possible the English is, but I like the idea of that. Just you know, putting my feet up on the desk and kind of plugging that in and just letting it do my work all day. <laughs> well, you, you actually, and actually, it touches on another area that, uh, that could help marketers, and that's content production. Hmm. I, I know um, uh, people may may say how how can how can machines actually create content, but actually they already are. Um, a lot of uh, business news that you're reading in the press is actually machine generated. Um, about Gartner, for instance, is predicting that 20% of business content is going to be authored by machines by 2018. Uh, but there's already uh, there's already technology spitting out 2,000 articles a second on different uh, performances of of companies on stock exchanges, for instance. So uh, those those sort of financial reports you're seeing uh, they're not written by people. Um, and then, uh, is, then just just on that is that is that flipping of existing content or is that generating new content within a template because i know that you know there used to be when it was all about the keywords and you know kind of getting more keywords into the phrases uh, and getting inbound links a lot of companies would invest in these kind of flipping technologies where they'd write it once and then it would be flipped you know 20 30 times and each of those would have a link in is, is that what you mean or are you actually saying they're writing it from scratch writing it from scratch they're right. taking they're taking the data straight out of the stock exchange that it, you know is is reported in a certain way as required by the rules of those stock exchanges and it's making sense of it and putting it into a context. So yeah, they're actually writing the articles, um, and hmm. uh, increasingly this sort of technology can generate campaign summaries, performance overviews, brand management reports. You know, it's uh, it's certainly capable of that sort of content production. Uh, I mean, there's even a, there's even a, a sort of a kids toy I saw uh, being promoted around Christmas called Trobo, which is a sort of a toy. It's like a a, a toy for two to five year olds, but it actually uh, tells stories about science, technology, engineering, and maths. Um, so it's generating content for people. So, so uh, I mean, that's a basic level of content. But even at a higher level of content, there's quite a lot of interesting things beginning to happen uh, where um, machines are being put to the test to see if they can produce uh, interesting content. Uh, there's even even a, a recent a recent one which was producing new scripts for, for the sitcom Friends using AI, for instance. Uh, I'm not that, sure how, how amazingly amusing they were. But <laughs> I don't think they were that amazingly amusing in the, in the beginning. <laughs> it's a little bit formulaic, isn't it? It's always just yeah. kind of like, you know, Ross and Rachel well, and that. that's why of... they can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah so, so, but, it, but it is happening. I mean, I think... Um, I mean, designing websites, for instance, there's uh, there's a an AI platform that that offers to design and optimize your website called the Grid, uh, which is all done by AI. Mm. So you know, some of these things perhaps that marketers felt were the preserve of the creative type um, are perhaps less uh, less clearly the preserve of of, of people. Um, now, I mean, I, I just want to put a quick counter into that as well, in mm. case people uh, think I'm writing off the uh, marketing industry as a people uh, business. <laughs> I think there is still a big difference between a big idea and big data. And I think uh, that's an area where, for some time to come, we're going to need creative minds applying themselves to, to come up with these ideas. Uh, it's just that they're increasingly being informed by... Uh, insights driven by AI and some of the basic stuff can be produced by AI. 
so it will it will lead to changes in emphasis on what, how people are employed within the, the industry. Well, that's really fascinating then, because there's a clearly a different set of skills which are going to be required by marketers. I mean, it's changing very fast at the moment anyway. But what are the skills, what's the sort of mindset that you think a marketer will need to be able to, to deal with artificial intelligence and being able to apply it? Does it change that or is it just part of the, the same skill set which they'd have to have anyway for digital marketing? Well, I think there's going to be a bit of a polarisation of skills needed. At one end, uh, it's going to be the creative minds are still going to be required. It's just that they're going to have to get used to being informed by um, maybe machine learning and machine orientated uh, insights and have to account to those as well because increasingly they can be tested against those. Um, so that's that's one end. But the other end is that uh, marketing, which perhaps doesn't always attract the sort of data geek type, <laughs> increasingly that's going to be a skill set that's still going to be useful because um, uh, a bit like SEO, search engine optimization, where one is trying to optimize content against Google's algorithms that are increasingly becoming so complex, even Google itself finds it hard to understand them. Um, hmm. But increasingly, as we enter a world of, say, the Internet of Things, where machines are talking to machines and or, you know, potentially ordering your your fridge is ordering your food. Everyone always says it talks about fridges, but I, I apologize for that. But um, yeah. you know, uh, automated ordering of products and services because there's an anticipation of people's needs, and that's mm. all driven by algorithms. Well, increasingly, to be in that consideration set, marketers are going to have to learn the skill of optimizing to the algorithm. Uh, so it's going to be understanding what the algorithm's requirements are rather than necessarily what an individual human's requirements are. So that's going to be a whole new skill set uh, that uh, is going to be a very important one. So we've had quite a few buzzwords in our um, discussion today. We've, an algorithm, I think, is another one of those keywords that always kind of pops up. Would you say that almost the the knowledge which the marketer needs to have then is really not just be able to say the word algorithm, but understand what that means, understand the basic principles of machine learning? Maybe not to be able to have to you know code it in Python or whatever they have to code it in, but just to be able to understand the principles of how it learns and and how it kind of iterates. Uh, yeah, I do think that. I do think that. I think um, I think there needs to be, as 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 we, we we agreed earlier, that there needs to be as this sort of baseline understanding of some of this terminology, and some of the capabilities of these things. I don't think one necessarily needs. I mean, I know there's a great deal of interest in people learning to code. Uh, you know, that's going to. Uh, it's sort of interesting because you to, to be able to understand how how these things are constructed. But for a lot of people, you know, the, the necessity to become a coder, I don't think is necessary. Uh, but it is important to understand how these things work and how one needs to optimize against them. Um, so uh, at the base level, it's just understanding the language. And at the more advanced level, it's what are you going to do about it as well? Could you just give us a, a very quick, very simple, kind of in, in layman's terms, explanation of, of how machines learn? They learn in different ways, to be honest. There's different ways that uh, uh, people are constructing uh, AI. So some are, are, are using things like trial and error approach. So um, the, literally they're working on the basis that if, if the machine finds it fails, it won't repeat that exercise again. Uh, so doing it that way. Uh, Google, um, who invested quite heavily in DeepMind, as mm. you prob probably heard about, they're using a more incentivized approach. So they're saying they're not sort of 
uh, I suppose, they're, they're almost treating the AI a bit like a kid in a rewarding good behavior. <laughs> so, uh, so I think there are, there are different approaches. And there's the more machine-driven ways of AI being constructed. And there's other people trying to try and replicate the way that humans make decisions. So uh, it's quite a complex area in terms of how AI is being applied. And in different cases, it's being applied differently. Um, but at, at, at its essence, it's this idea that there's you know, an algorithm, a series of rules that are applied uh, and and uh, conclusions are drawn from that. So it's a very much a sort of um, logical process. Um, this, of course, is interesting when one compares it to human decision making, where uh, sometimes we can seem a little bit illogical. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so in a, in a nutshell, it, it's sort of um, computers are able to take a, a some data, an input. They're able to then sort of process that data uh, and try and come up with hypothesis rules that they think might explain the data. Um, test those hypotheses. If they work, the the rule gets reinforced, and if the rule doesn't work, it gets unreinforced and broken down. And then um, the rules which um, which are valid, which have the most data, which validate them, um, those are the ones which are sort of progressed and, and and built upon. Is is that kind of the? the, the I mean, I remember that's the, what neural networks used to be about. Is that still? Yeah, um, it's, it's certainly one of one of the main ways in which it, things are happening. Yes, absolutely. I, I'm conscious that AI is one of those terms that you know people will probably want to understand a little bit more. So I think for our audience, it's quite interesting to be able to at least get a flavour for how it works. Mm. So talking about other opportunities um, for marketers, then a lot of the, the, the audience might be listening to this and thinking, well, that sounds really interesting. I, I'd love to figure out how I could become an expert in artificial intelligence. And we sort of, you know, made the comparison with SEO and <clears throat> looking 15 years ago, the people who started off getting into SEO then, they're now the sub gurus of SEO, even 10 years ago. Mm. Um, what are the opportunities, do you think, for someone who's listening to this now, who wants to become a, a guru in AI um, and how it applies to marketing? What are the opportunities and roles which are going to emerge over the next couple of years? Uh, well, apparently uh, there are going to be lots of roles. If you listen to some <laughs> of the forecasts coming out of Davos or the Bank of England, yeah, they're predicting uh, wide change to the workforce. You know, I, I think the Bank of England prediction just before Christmas was saying half the uh, workforce would be replaced by uh, robots. So um, there's wow. certainly going to be big changes. <laughs> um, and what timescale is a little bit unclear um, on that. But, you know, I, I think I think it, there, there is an opportunity to learn more. There's almost a, a necessity to learn more about where what sort of areas one can go into that either uh, is is supporting the AI or is something that the AI isn't going to be able to achieve um, certainly in the near future so I think there's sort of again a bit of a, a difference there about how things will work because there is this theory of course you know with the mechanization and distri- industrialization that although machines took a lot of people's jobs people reinvented jobs into other jobs so you know will that happen with the uh, this next stage of the fourth industrial revolution, as it's sometimes been called, mm. um, possibly, uh, uh, possibly not, because of course robots have become better at l- teaching themselves. Then they won't need necessarily the input of people to p- um, increase their performance. But to be honest, no one really knows the answer to that. I think all one can do is paint certain scenarios and then try and uh, work out what one wants to, the future to be, really, and try and optimize towards that direction. So um, that was a sort of roundabout way of talking about it. But yeah. <laughs> in terms of how, uh, how people can start to get involved with it, I think, as I say, getting a, getting a, a broad understanding of it, reading uh, 
maybe some reports and articles about artificial intelligence. As you begin to understand the language of it, you'll be able to pick up more of the news stories and more of the information being published about it because that will increasingly happen. Um, and I think, you know, not losing sight of the fact that this, you know, this technology from a marketing point of view needs to be to customer benefit. Uh, so uh, although, um, you know, I talk, I talk a fair amount about digital transformation and innovation, it's largely about people rather than technology itself. And, and sort of reminding oneself that that's the case because this sort of technology isn't going to be adopted and accepted unless uh, people uh, adopt and accept it. And so for that, you know, there needs to be a, a number of positive stories coming out about it and a few of the a uh, few less of the more scary stories, if you like. So um, I think, yeah, getting a, getting a broad understanding of it, becoming more aware of it. Um, I think, you know, having a vision of where you're brand you want your brand to be for instance what do you want it to be and then sort of building towards that using uh, some of the tools that already exist uh, through ai some of these ai as a service beginning to plug into those and use them uh, beginning to realize that actually some of the things you're already doing are being powered by ai as well and thinking well how can i optimize what i'm doing against the existing ai as well as what might be happening in the future yeah and there's a certain amount of trial and error there that could be adopted to be honest um so I, I think those sort of things are, are, are really interesting. And, and obviously, when one's trying to apply these things, maybe in a live environment as a marketer, just being transparent with people, that's what you're doing as well. Because I think trust is going to be a big factor in this. And uh, I'm not sure how much general public trusts the idea of AI at the moment. Mm. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, one needs to approach it with that knowledge that uh, you need to build trust in that area as well. Yeah, I think I think that's a really valid point. There is a big uh, question mark over trust at the moment. The, the, the general public, if we can generalise about them, um, are quite concerned about data. You know, there've been huge um, data privacy issues, yep. and then you come along and you say, "Oh, and actually, now we'd like to feed all your data into some AI." And they're like, "Whoa, that that's, yep. sounds incredibly scary." Um, yesterday, I saw Google are trying out. I forget the name of it now, but they're, um, it allows you to upload a photo, and it recognises um, where that um, that place is in the world it uses right. all of the sort of um, user-generated photos and the topography maps and all this kind of stuff and it's like you know again th- i always find whenever you share technology like this half of me is thinking that's amazing wow cool the other <laughs> half of me is thinking blimey that's quite scary in terms of thinking yeah, that, yeah. that google has the processing power to bet what else can they do that we don't know about so i think it's always a double-edged sword with um the public and we you're right that we haven't quite got to that level of of trust yet um there still needs to be a lot of work to be done there and I, and I do think marketers have a role to play in in building that trust because there's no question that thing that, that, that technologies like AI are going to be very important for the future of our of mankind. Really, uh, you know, but to solve healthcare problems, you know, the, the NHS, for instance, in the UK is never going to be able to support the number of patients uh, that are going to be it's going to be required to support unless we start adapting adopting some of this technology to allow for remote monitoring and uh, remote uh, medicine uh, dispensing, for instance, those sort of things. Um, So we need to use that technology in that sort of industry, uh, but also, you know, things like efficient production of food, um, uh, pollution levels, all these things uh, AI provides, will provide a way of managing some of these situations when combined with other forms of technology. So I think it's really important uh, that we begin to think about the future 
and what sort of future that we all want uh, and how can we use AI to deliver that future. I think it's it, it, uh, one thing I am quite concerned about and one of my hats, I have to say, is uh, uh, an organization called Digital Detoxing, which you might think is a little bit odd for someone who talks about technology a lot, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I do think we need, you know, part of the purpose of that organization is to get people discussing these sort of technologies hmm. uh, because you know what what do we want them to do because it's only through an intelligent discussion of them i think that we can begin to uh, create a scenario that we actually want to live with you know the preferable result rather than the probable or possible results that can come from some of these technologies uh, yeah. i mean it's a there's it's an interesting sort of parallel um edward bernays was the sort of father of sort of pr i suppose he wrote in he wrote something in a book called propaganda back in 1928 uh, we are governed, our minds are moulded, our tastes formed, our ideas suggested largely by men we have never heard of. Hmm. He wrote that back in 1928, and he was the master at it, by the way. Uh, uh, but if you substitute algorithm for men, so it's largely by algorithms we've never heard of that are we're all being governed by, our minds moulded by, and our tastes formed. It, 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 it sort of begins to get a little bit sinister. So uh, it's really important that we start painting some positive pictures and coming out with some positive stories about this technology and i think probably the industry that's best able to do that is the marketing industry and i think marketing has got that opportunity to evangelize about technology within most businesses and also directly to, to the consumer martin you, you've really uh, been inspirational in bringing artificial intelligence alive there i'm sure a lot of people now want to find out more about artificial intelligence where would you recommend they go are there a couple of websites or um, events or or journals what would you recommend they do to find out more well, I suppose the uh, the first place they should look is the Click Z report that's coming out, <laughs> a marketer's guide to artificial intelligence. Yeah, I've heard that's really good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, that's been published by Contentive, so uh, that that'll be a good place to start. And it's it's designed in that way. It's not too technical. It's just introducing to themes around it that are relevant to marketers. Um, but yeah, there there are stories every day coming through the press. If you set up a Google alert for artificial intelligence, for instance, you'll see three or four stories every day coming through that giving you more insights into how artificial intelligence is being applied uh, and some of the news stories about it. Um, so certainly that there are there are events. There's a plenty of interest in the area, uh, and I think it, it's, it's realizing that um, they're not all for uh, tech techie geeks. There are some for those people but there are others for, for people who just want to understand the area as well uh, so that, that there's something for everyone out there I think it's just beginning to be the more one is aware of it the more one begins to see it and I think that's that's part of that that's the beginning of the process really so last question for you do you have one or two pieces of very practical advice for a, a marketer who wants to go and start using AI in their business now where should they start well I think they should start by um taking a step back and thinking, well, you know, what is the customer benefit? What, what are you trying to achieve with AI? Uh, you know, there's always a danger of using technology for its own sake. So I think the first thing is think what you want to do and then to try and match what AI can achieve against that. So is it that you need more, you need to be able to process more data about your customers? Is it, is it that you need to, to, to get more inf insight about your customers? If so, then I would suggest there are these technologies, some of which I've mentioned, that you can begin to plug your data into to spit out that insight. Uh, so f f firstly, def definitely take a step back and think, well, what am I trying to do here? 
And then lastly, just tell us how we can find out more about you and then we'll say goodbye. Okay. Uh, well, uh, I'm, I, I do various keynote speeches around a place, so you may see me speaking around some of these subjects. But uh, my company, Matomico, uh, is, uh, has its website and has some information on that. There's always, obviously the Twitter, at Talksy. T-A-L-K-S-Y and uh, and yeah the usual places that you, one might imagine Martin it's been very entertaining and very interesting to talk to you uh, this morning and find out so much more about artificial intelligence I certainly feel like um, my intelligence is now artificial in comparison <laughs> to your very real intelligence and deep knowledge in this space but thank you so much and it's been great to speak to you okay thank you very much If you've been inspired to learn more about artificial intelligence, then download Clixie's Marketer's Guide to Artificial Intelligence now. Visit clixie.com forward slash artificial intelligence. You'll hear much more from Martin on all the subjects that we've been discussing today, plus a lot more. AI is a technology that everybody is talking about. So download the report now and make sure that you are fully briefed and able to make the most of it. The Clixie Marketer's Guide to Artificial Intelligence by Martin Talks, available to download for free now at clixie.com forward slash artificial intelligence. That's clixie.com forward slash artificial intelligence. Clixie, the original digital business intelligence company founded in 1997, provides best practice advice, trends and insight from leading analysts and practitioners to a global community of more than 100,000 digital marketing and e-commerce professionals. We'll be talking to more of our experts over the next few weeks. Until then, keep up to date with Clixie. Thank you for listening and bye for now.